Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you Friday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs, fiddling with the knobs, baby face Joel Solomon. Producing this mess and joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. And we're going to have Jimmy Kimmel coming up in about a half hour. Jimmy Kimmel has his own bowl named after him. So proud of him. The whole family is proud of him. I don't know. I haven't taken a, a, a tally yet, but I assume everybody's proud of him. Uh, Shaq, last night, Chiefs 34, Chargers 28. I win my last pick ever on Fox Thursday Night Football. I was happy about that. I feel like Brandon Staley blew that game. I know he was the first eight, nine weeks. He was up at the top of the list for coach of the year. I think he went to the well too many times. You got And this isn't second guessing. Just take the field goal one of the six times you were stopped on fourth and two before then. And then you're right. I mean, then they win the game, don't they? Do you feel the same way? Well, first of all, yeah, congratulations to you, Sal, on a, a marvelous run, picking oh, up where thanks. your cousin, who, who <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel is your cousin, by the way. We're going to uh, settle which that. Which will be yeah. fun. You should bring that up. You should. We should mention that when he's okay. on. Okay. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, great run by you on Fox, finishing a winner just like he did 20-some years ago when we mm. were in New Orleans for that Super Bowl, Patriots and Rams. But, um yeah, I'm surprised, actually, that you would say that because what occurred to me watching Brandon Staley in the later going for it of the game, it was like if you're sitting at a 21 table, isn't Eventually it like you have? Yeah. Well, but isn't that the isn't that the rule? I mean, it, it, so if you if you consider it from like a wagering kind of. Uh, if you make an analogy with gambling, right? Isn't that the isn't well, that the way you're supposed to do it? It's like I, you got to stick with it now. Now you committed to it, and so you got to keep going for it. I look big picture. I looked at the season and how it worked uh, for them all season. I know we're saying the same thing basically, but I I, I thought it would bite him in the ass, and in a, maybe not as big a spot as this, but it had the playoff field. I mean, what the hell were we watching there? It was like so many fourth and ones, and the, the Chiefs had one or two too that they couldn't they couldn't convert it was a it was a great game martin i don't you didn't win right no i mean it was a it was definitely a entertaining game i don't know how great it was in terms of plays and i mean just execution felt like it was at all-time low but Mm -hmm. to damashek's point i at first i was like this guy just keeps running yellow lights brandon staley and he's just you know he's uh, he's gotten away with it all year and all of a sudden that light just flicked on him red and they got him again got him again got him again not kicking the field goal with two seconds left in the half to me was was that was the only one mm-hmm. where I would have been like, because I, I realized it midway through the game. It's like he's gambling. That's all he is. He's just he's betting on 66 percent every time. Like he knows this is going to happen eventually. But to that point, Dave, if you're gambling, you should know. Sometimes you just have to take a day off. Sometimes that play doesn't feel right in your stomach. And you just you know what? You let it go. And you know what? Money saved is money earned. He should have kicked mm-hmm. that field goal and gone up, a, gone up that set, gone up. Just I agree with you the, the field, on uh, exactly that, exactly that one. If there's an exception to it, they were free points. It, mm-hmm. it, it had that feel. They shouldn't have gotten the ball in that spot before the half. The, th- the threat was, right. oh, no, the Chiefs are going to sco- maybe score here. Then they're going to get the ball at the start of the second half. All of a sudden, the Chargers had the ball. Take that three points. I mean, it's a shame that you let them go. It wasn't seven. But, yeah, I, 
I well, I, I, 2020 hindsight, but yeah, they would have won the game had, had they just kicked in that spot. I agree with you. Marty. Well, we should talk about it. One of the worst beats. I know uh, some people bought it to three and a half. It was right around three all week, and some people bought it to three and a half. And Martin got on here before and was like, I'm sick and tired of losing, getting points in overtime, and losing. And when he said he's sick and tired, he benefited from this last week when Tom Brady, he had the bucks. But now he's sick and tired of it because you had, did you have plus three or plus three and a half? Three and a half. It's the principle, <laughs> Sal. It's the it principle. Sucks. It's the it principle. It, it's, it's it's just the madness of it all because it you know what it. It's just completely anecdotal, but it mm. feels like we've had more walk off touchdowns in overtime this year than at least in the last two or three years prior. I can't remember too many other ones, at least in the regular season. This one, I mean, it's and I've been on the back end of two of them. I just don't. I don't. I don't like it one bit. And also, I'm sorry. I understand that. Going for two to make it a nine-point game instead of an eight-point game is like the inverse of going for two if you're down nine to make it seven. But mm. you're up. I don't understand why why you wouldn't. I don't understand I've had why Todd you Furman go for explain this for me a million times, and I I don't get it either. I I think it's harder to get the two, so kick the extra point to make it eight. But uh, Shaq, what about this? These teams covering the Brady one was different last week because they didn't win the coin toss, right? The Bills had a shot, and. Uh, and uh, they failed and said, but this is when Mahomes wins the coin toss. And a lot of people are bummed about the coin toss deciding it. But when Mahomes wins the coin toss in overtime, I'd feel very confident with them minus three and a half at that point. Would you? Yeah, uh, obviously you got to keep them out of the end zone. But right. what I would do is, you know, I see, you know, Chiefs lover uh jeff schwartz um on oh, social yeah. media saying oh that's just no one would want to see davis mills get a shot in overtime if mm-hmm. if a team scored against the texans it's just because it's mahomes and you want more football it's actually to me kind of this it's the other side of exactly that coin i think pro football uh, you know goodell on down and the fans love the idea it sounds good and everything else sudden death it's too exciting mm. to give that up the fairest yeah. way to do it is what I've said for a long time now, which is play a full extra quarter. I mean, play, like you score, the Chiefs scored a touchdown. Okay. say so, You know what? It's like, Soccer does that. Soccer does that thing where it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, we're, we're going to continue to play out this quarter there. I think that would be just as compelling and, and definitely fair than the way well, it is. That, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd be sick. Of, by, by the way, though, I mean, you got to be bummed if you're the Chargers because you probably just lost. I think they had a real shot with a victory last night of getting not just the division. They would have cinched the division if you look at the remaining schedules. Right, I think right, they could have right. gotten the number one seed. Too, I think so this, was your, this was your big thing. This was your big call. The Chargers to go to the Super Bowl against the Rams took a big hit uh, yesterday. Now minus 1,700 the Chiefs are to win what, the division. Real quick, Sal. I wanna, yeah, go ahead. I, Dave, I can't believe you didn't mention this yet, but uh, the Jenga piece, Derwin James goes out of the game in the third quarter, and all of a sudden the the Chargers can't tackle. Patrick Mahomes is running for 30 yards, just waddling down the right. field. Travis Kelsey, 69 yards, and then again for 23 for the touchdown. Tyreek Hill's wide open. As soon as the Jenga piece, Derwin James goes out in the third quarter with a hamstring, pretty much what Sal said. That those odds, you should have just bet Chiefs to win the AFC right then. And that, that number is plus 260. They really, I mean, um, look, Hill and Kelsey at 300 yards combined, I, I, I think they're fully back. I hate to say it, or I like to say it because I have it on a, a full a few tickets. They're even with New England for the number one seed. The Chargers, Shaq, 
this is a playoff team. I definitely was looking at them like, yeah, this team belongs in the playoffs. They're now minus 300. They're like minus 700, I think, before yesterday to make the playoffs. You can get this all on FanDuel.com slash extra points. But, but back to the overtime just real quick. I don't know why I want to equate this to baseball, but imagine if the team, the home team didn't get to bat in the bottom of the 10th. It's kind of weird, right? It's, it's the equivalent of that. There, you really have no home field. They already have no home field advantage because you look up and uh, the jerseys are all red, but really no home field advantage at all if you're not even going to get to touch the ball in overtime. Is that, is that just weird to me or... I don't know. Give everyone a possession. I like the college football overtime rules, honestly. Ah. At least for at least I like not. I would like I like the genesis of it. I like them to back it up a little bit. So maybe you got to get three first downs before you score. But like the idea of just let's play some football. Let's offense versus defense to see if we can make something happen here. Because I mean, both teams get a chance to get a shot to score the ball. But I just I like that much better than sudden death. And I wouldn't with a lot going of the, for a lot of the though. stats and the record book and everything. That's like exactly that. right. Oh, That's yeah. exactly right, uh, uh, Sal. And yeah, from a gambling standpoint, it's weird too. The what it does to the way it warps totals right. and everything else. Yeah, and it's it, it is always. I know people have swooned about that since it was only in high school and people called for it to be used in in college games. And I, I've always thought it was a weird contrivance. I. I I feel like a, a curmudgeon about that. I don't, I've never enjoyed that start at the 25. It feels like jive to me. I, I told you what I think. The best way to do it is to just, all right, now we have an extra quarter to play. Well, I think, I mean, but they're purposely staying away from that, right? They don't want the hits. They don't want the helmet-to-helmet contact. They want as, uh, right. the least amount of that as, as it's possible. It's an NFLPA thing. I would assume that it's right. the, the players that are like, we don't need an extra 15 minutes. Right, uh, but at least on one. You know, my each, my conspiracy theory is, is that it's a TV rights thing and that they don't want to put an extra five minutes on one o'clock games and cut into the America's Game of the Week or whatever the big game is at four o'clock. Oh, for that? Oh, interesting. Oh, so for our power That's, hour, that would that would be helpful. But yeah, but like you know, there's one game that kicked like every, all the games kick off at 105, and then another one at uh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. was it 405, and then another one at 425. Yeah, yeah. they went that 425 game to stand alone by itself with nothing else going on. How about a check? We don't remember. I barely remember this, but teams they used to be staggered starts throughout the afternoon. Like a team would be in the third quarter and they'd be starting the late afternoon games, right? I don't, I don't remember, remember that. I don't remember that at all. I've heard people invoke that. I, I could send no- you like the highlights where they go to Brent Musburger and everything. You'll see like the, the games are at all different times. It's very, very weird when they go, they're going over stuff. But um, yeah, I, I'll, uh, it's, uh, it's fascinating. All right, let's take a break real quick. We're going to talk uh, a little football. Very weird COVID. Well, I mean, by the time you listen to this, we're going to mention names and you're like, well, that guy's not playing. Well, I'm sorry. This is a podcast. It's not live. We can't keep up with it. It's, um, I mean, there's like four players every hour. It's crazy. But let's take a quick break and talk about some of this mess when we return. All right, guys, the Browns COVID situation versus the Raiders seems to be the I lost track of how many. I think they had 20 guys out for COVID and there was two more this morning, two more positives. And they're trying to confirm those. Um, The Raiders were a six and a half point underdog. They are now a three and a half point favorite. Nick Mullen starts for the Browns. Baker Mayfield was going off about the protocols and what's to be and what what's going to happen. I I came on Wednesday, I said, I really think they need to not test the vaccinated plus boosted players. Um, It looks like it's trending towards 
well, as long as they're asymptomatic, I think that's a mess too. I think you got to take that out of the equation. Are we going to see if like Aaron Rodgers, we're going to stare at him and see if he's sneezing for an hour? Like uh, we're going to have to take these guys uh, word for it if they're asymptomatic. Now, I think we've gone, we've done as much as we can, but this game in particular, Shaq, I don't know what, what to think because if you play early in the week, like a lot of these Browns would have cleared protocol if this game was Sunday. But there is a benefit to playing earlier in the week because then you have two days of non-COVID. You know what I mean? Like um, the Steelers might get 10 positives today or and tomorrow, whereas it wouldn't matter as much for Cleveland. I don't know. It's like the whole freaking mess, but it's a 10-point swing in this Raiders-Cleveland game. Yeah, and like we talked about on minus three on Thursday with Kevin Hench, um, I pointed this out. Another uh, another thing, as you know, I believe in is the curse of supposed to. The team that is supposed to win mm-hmm. um, has extra pressure on their shoulders. All of a sudden, in the most ironic game of uh, curse of supposed to ever, the Raiders have to feel a certain amount of professional dignity. They have to win this game, right? You're playing Nick Mullins, for goodness sakes. All right, half don't a, the half, good name of Nick Mullins. He's covered many a spread for me. Listen to me. But for real, I mean, if you're the Raiders going in there, you're like, oh, my God, can you imagine if we lose this game? I know. This is, it'll, be, humiliation. it'll be the top 25 embarrassment for them this year, right? It would have to be. <laughs> but, I mean, really, <laughs> I what do you, how do you – on one hand – it's like, well, we obviously should win this game. These are third and sixth string guys we're playing against. But yeah, then yeah, again, yeah. how do you prepare for guys who you have no idea what, they, what they're what they going to do or what their strengths or weaknesses are? Yeah, they're, the onus is fully on the Raiders here in the Red Right 88 game for people who remember the 1988 oh. uh, 1980 uh, gem from Cleveland Stadium. Here we go. A you sad know, redo. I, I, I'm a numbers guy, so I'm trying to figure it out. Like, they have to have a number in mind before they cancel this game or move the game. They certainly can move a game. They did it with the the Ravens-Steelers. I think we're still waiting for that from last year. But, yeah. Martin, 53-man roster. The pa- practice squad is 16. Okay, so that's 69 available players. I don't know. If you get to, like, 30 players out, you got a real thin squad at that point. Like, what – do you think they have a number in mind, or they're just like, no, I don't care if they play with uh, twelve, and then yeah, so these guys they got a number in mind. One o'clock Eastern, yeah. that's the number in mind because that's what time this game. If that's what time this game is kicking off, like that's what's going to happen. I don't think. I mean, I think there's enough able-bodied people that have the ability to play football who are vaccinated that they will find people. I think that's one thing that the NFL showed that they will not, especially this year. They're not. They don't care. They I can't remember last year why the Ravens got to move, but the well, Broncos, last, well, the Broncos last year, had to start a wide receiver at quarter. I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't know what the difference is. I, look, the answer is they're making up as they go along, right? Well, the Broncos didn't. The Broncos did not follow the social distancing protocols mm-hmm. inside of their of their uh, facility, and that's why the entire quarterback uh, right. group essentially got. They were all close contacts, but the Ravens had an outbreak that was not deemed like they were following all the rules, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But the difference is this offseason, the NFL said, we're not doing those rules anymore. We're done with COVID. Uh, the right. world wasn't quite done with COVID, but the NFL said that it was. So, you know, everybody was supposed to be vaccinated and I was supposed to take care of it all. I suppose it didn't happen. I'm looking at this and check. I'm not blaming your quarterback saturation thing. I'll give you a break from that because this has not, this is not your fault, but this potentially this weekend potentially could stack up as having the worst quarterback roster 
top to bottom playing in the NFL. Now, I want to exclude like week 17s or as it'll be this year, week 18, because you do sit a lot of players, uh, uh, starters, because of playoff implicated, whatever. But right now, this is Friday morning. You could probably add three to this list. Nick Mullins, Garrett Gilbert is starting for Washington. You know, Mike Lennon, I don't know, Jake Fromm is starting for the Giants. Davis Mills for the Texans. I I think we're going to be Big Ben for the Steelers. No, no, but we're going to be able to... Add three or four names to this. There might be like nine names. Taysom Hill no one, for the Saints. Too. No one would ever, sure. No one would ever consider starting. Are we close? I'd like to see that. By the way, where but go 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 back in time and what's the worst starting roster for a particular week in NFL history? We might be quarterbacks. You mean just quarterbacks. The, the list of quarterbacks? Yeah, starting quarterbacks. I, I think what we need to do is to send a positive message in this uh, holiday season. We need to support uh, the underdogs here. Don't we need to put together like a nice three-way teaser of all these bum QBs playing? Or don't we need to do so? I mean, we are, we're <laughs> going to do Christmas our pup money. of the week. Yeah. We're going to do pup of the week here. I mean, I don't know. I don't, but yeah, but isn't that what we're supposed to be doing right now right. Is, uh, is helping out the less fortunate here? Shouldn't we be trying yeah. to give, give some fan bases some hope? Who's that? I mean, really... Well, you're exactly right. I mean, the the QBs out there, I don't know how you're – what are you – in your expert gambling opinion, Yeah, are you – because we talk about Marty Weiss is the early bird getting a lot of worms this year. Mm -hmm. He he likes those early week lines and jumping on those. I I feel like you'd have to be crazy to be making a bet up until 10 minutes before kickoff of any of these games. True or false? I agree. Of, uh, of course. Um, sure. Yeah. If you had Cleveland minus six and a half, what are you, what are you doing? You're walking the streets, <laughs> pulling your hair out at this point. Um, I think we should pick no. this game. I'm going to take the Raiders. I think they avoid embarrassment here. Uh, Cleveland one and four against the spread in the last five versus the AFC. Martin, I, I believe me, I know the Raiders can collapse and this would be funny and the Browns need it and they're actually trying to make the playoffs, but uh, I'm taking the Raiders. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns just yeah. to embrace chaos. Nice. Shaq, you like the Browns. I know you're taking the Browns here. I'm going to take the Raiders, but yeah, I really I really am tempted to to go with uh, with the Brannies here. Yeah, I, I, I just feel, like I said, I mean, I'm going to go with the Raiders because it just makes too much sense. What are we, crazy? We're going to bet on, uh, on Nick Mullins and company, but um, I, I do say be very careful with this one. I really, I really think that they have to be sitting in that locker room waiting to run out onto the field thinking like, oh my God, this is the, this will be the most embarrassing moment in a yeah. season of embarrassments if if we lose to this team of of completely anonymous human beings wearing that orange hat. Right. Yeah, I mean, 25, it's going to be upwards of 25 players out for the Browns. All right, let's go to the other game, the night game, which now this butts up against the Jimmy Kimmel Ball. I imagine people are going to be watching Jimmy Kimmel Ball and just check in on New England at Indianapolis. The Colts are favored by two and a half. A lot of people were weirded out by that line. Patriots definitely obviously have the better record, um, the Colts, you could say, need it more. Yeah, I think they need to win all these games to make the playoffs. Sheck, I'm going to read you a stat. You're, I think you're going to like this. Most consecutive road wins to begin a career in the Super Bowl era. Dak Prescott has six. Mac Jones has six. Only one quarterback has more. You know? Well, that glorious uh, 2004 season when he took over in the second half for Tommy Maddox was the only mm-hmm. loss that number seven took until he faced uh, the Patriots in the title game. Big Ben Roethlisberger, 18 nine. years ago. Nine nine in a row. You're right. You nailed it. Um, and yet, 
I think Mac Jones has his comeuppance. I think we see a bad Mac Jones game. Colts are tied for fourth with 15 interceptions. He's going to have to throw. Belichick, sorry, you're not going to be able to run all. Well, by the way, I, I was looking. The Patriots have almost no COVID. There. And, like, I can make, be made to look like a fool when this posts in an hour. But I, I'm talking to a guy who uh, had a high position in an organization. He's like, Parcells would never let the guys leave their facilities or their homes or whatever in the last two weeks knowing this. Uh, that's the problem. You, you could control this virus a little bit. Or maybe he's cheating. You, could, you can't ever uh, discount that. But damn it, the Patriots do it again. They're, co- they had a, they're coming off a bye. So are the Colts. But imagine coming off a bye and not having um, COVID numbers uh, through the roof. How does he do well, it, Belichick? Well, it's like Miles Garrett said it to that point. He's like kind of the NFL. He's, he said the NFL kind of set him up because the guys were kind of able left to their own devices on Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday coming back in and testing. But that's not you're not left to your own devices. If you play for Bill Belichick in New England, you're left right. to his devices. I'm torn on this one, man. I've loved the Patriots all like pretty much since they played the Cowboys. I've been all in on the Patriots. And I said like three weeks ago, I think the Colts are going to win nine games. And I, this is probably the toughest game of the week, non-COVID related. I do think I said on Lemon Pepper that uh, that the Patriots were covered too. If this gets up to three or four, though, I, I, mm-hmm. I just I, I I still think the Patriots will cover, but it's going to be a tough game. All right, check. What are you saying? We well, have Jimmy I, I, and Jimmy's in the waiting room. So okay, let's, uh, a couple of things. I I, I I had a conversation with a credible media person who floated. What? Now it sounds conspiratorial. We're not supposed maybe to talk is. to anybody. But like you say about yeah. Belichick, at least yeah. he gamed it potentially a year ago mm-hmm. when because it is a little weird that eight Patriots when no one when, when you know you had one guy here or there across uh, the rest of football America deciding to sit out because of COVID in 2020. Eight Patriots on the same day decided, yeah, we're all going to sit out the season. You could make a case that Belichick kind of convinced them to sit down for the year right. to get to get, uh, you know, to create all that cap space and do what they're doing this year. I think you're right, though, Sal. I think that the, everybody is obsessed with what Belichick is doing to other teams. I think it's the Colts defense that's yeah. going to that's going to stick it to Mac Jones and company. I'm taking the Colts at there home you go. in this one. There you go. Your guy, JT, Jonathan Taylor, owns primetime. Five touchdowns in three games. Uh, MVP after a JT. Bye, yep. Colts after a bye. Last six, five and one, four, one and one against the spread. FanDuel.com slash extra points. Put your Saturday bets in. Do it up. All right. Here he is. Our next guest is, I'm going to admit it, he's related to me. He has a star on Hollywood Boulevard's Walk of Fame. He has an honorary doctorate from UNLV. He has a spatula with his face on it, sold at Williams-Sonoma. But the family, and I'm going to speak for the family here, was never really proud of him until it was announced that he had his own bowl game, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, Oregon State, Utah State, sponsored by Stiefel. Tomorrow at SoFi Stadium, 4.30 p.m., my cousin, Jimmy Kimmel. What's happening, Jimmy? Hello, cousin Sal. Wow, thank you for that introduction. (laughs) And when you put it like that, it really... It's very impressive, you know, especially the spatula. I mean, everybody can get a college bowl, but not too many people get a spatula. It's true. I don't know any others that have a spatula. No, no, no talk show hosts for sure. We're very excited about this. I know you'll, you'll, we get a good laugh out of it, but we're essentially, first of all, having our Extra Points Christmas party and a suite at SoFi. And how excited are you? What's the most excited you've ever been for a sporting event? I know this isn't it. Oh, 
Wow. Okay. Most excited I've ever been for a sporting event. Oh, now here are the candidates. Go ahead. Um, when we went to the World Series, uh, Mets Yankees. Uh, yeah. That was uh, that didn't turn. I think maybe had they won, I would probably have put that. Yeah. There. Almost every UNLV basketball game I went to as mm-hmm. a kid, especially especially the big games, you know, against the rivals. Right. Um, but I think probably the most excited was the first Dodgers game I went to as like a, an 11 year old. Wow. Uh, lived in Vegas and I would not ever been to a Dodgers game. We watched the games on uh, black and white TV and uh, we made a journey. And one, one of the rare occasions that my parents station wagon did not break down on the way to <laughs> LA and, We'd have to, instead of a vacation, it would be my father uh, slamming doors and yelling on the road somewhere. <laughs> but uh, I think that was it because it was magical just seeing the yeah. the green field and the, the colors. I was like not really aware that the Dodgers numbers were red. It, it didn't really hit me until I saw them in, in person. And I, and I could see Dave getting excited here. Uh. <laughs> Uniform porn that he loves so much. <laughs> Did they but beat the Pirates? It. You probably don't remember. It would be cherry on I, top if they beat the Pirates. That I, they, they weren't playing the Pirates, that's for sure. And I do not remember. Um, it, was, Expos. Uh, it was a less colorful team. Gotcha. gotcha. Good for Jimmy Kimmel. That's nice to hear. He's in a steat like Damashek, and he understands that with were it not for the red number that's what makes the dodgers get up sing if you take away the red number what are they they're the kansas city royals they're the that, royals I mean, yeah that's it by the it, way it, royals yeah. have a pretty good uniform to not bad themselves but yeah the red yeah the it's the uh the details that really make it sing we uh what? is your co- is your uh tester here do you need to get yeah my done? tester let's is uh, my let's see it's it. Let's have a look at my test. Who cares? This is a dumb podcast. My tester is crawling on the ground. Why? I don't want to be on that. <laughs> 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 this is ridiculous. Pajamas and an apron. This is a... Cr- we're going to look back on this and laugh and... Th- oh, no, we're not. I hope so. Well, I, mean, I mean, Sal, he's got to do it. Otherwise, how are we going to know if he's going to be able to go, Sal? This is That's exciting. Right. He's the master of ceremonies. Go ahead. It all Get hangs in, there, in the balance. Yeah. Nah, Jimmy, you, you gotta guys, thank you. deviate. You guys do this regularly, this um, no swab thing. <laughs> Look at that! Wow, she couldn't get out <laughs> fast enough. She got out. God. But um, it's interesting because I realized because we have these, you know, we do it three or four times a week, and uh, these nurses or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I doubt any of them are nurses, but they're dressed like nurses. Right. They'll come and they'll test me, and I put the. I now do it myself. I put the thing up my nose because I huh. do it so often. And I, I asked one of the, the women the other day, I was like, I just thought of this. Do people ever put this stick in and then a big booker comes out? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and now I'm worried every time I do it that it might happen. And it's eventually going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen for sure. Uh, Chicken McNugget might come out, too. I mean, you, uh, I, that's another thing uh, we're proud of. How many did you eat in one sitting? 75 Chicken McNuggets and one large order of fries. <laughs> The fries is, a t- is the topper. That's the <laughs> All right. Well, tell us. Jeez. I know you can't tell us everything about this game, but we know from watching Jimmy Kimmel live, you're looking to set a record with a T-shirt cannon, right? Yeah. We built the world's most powerful T-shirt cannon. And I think it's 
by like 8,000% the most powerful. <laughs> we put it up to one, th one third power is the most we are allowed to fire this thing in the stadium. They're worried. They were worried that we were going to actually destroy their video screen. Yeah. So they have us pointing the thing up to it. Now this thing could shoot the full length of the field and to the highest reaches of the stand. So I could put this thing, my original idea was to put it in the back of one end zone and fire it all the way across the field, way, way, way up into the, the reaches of SoFi Stadium. But um, they're worried that we will actually damage their video screen. Wow. So we're firing it kind of in an area where there's no video screen. Mm -hmm. and where? Very, very. <laughs> thing is well, huge. there is one. You'll see there's one kind of. It's a crypto area. Yeah. <laughs> We're also worried it's going to kill somebody. The lawyers also told us we can't. Our mascot, Jimmy Camel, is not allowed to vomit on the field, which was which was a real disappointment. Yeah, you spoke about that. It's really stupid because I, I watched the show last night, and it's a comical vomiting. It's just green. I don't even know how you would explain it, but it's— um, It's like slime. It's like the yeah. stuff on Nickelodeon, you know? Right, right. And they won't I don't know. that was a hard no, you said? <laughs> a very hard no, a repeated, come on, come on, come on. And then they said it was a hard no. So now I, I've, you know, I was thinking about it. And I think what we're going to have to do is, is to have the camel dry heave on the field. Oh, I think, yeah, that's, an, that's the next best. <laughs> the Jimmy Camel's dry heaving. I like that the t-shirt gun uh, people, the, the people monitoring that are worried about the screen, not about uh, any human injuries. Oh, they're so, also we, worried about human injuries, oh, okay. except for gear. He's the only one they're not worried about. <laughs> this ends in the screen being slightly damaged and Jimmy feeling bad and buying a new screen, but using the current SoFi screen, putting it in his living room. Oh. And then football is back at your house forever. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just skip to the me getting the SoFi screen in my living room? <laughs> right. Um, I would all, like to say, I would like to say this to the both of you, to, to Jimmy and to Sal. This, we have now spanned a quarter century of one uh, of the two of you making picks on Fox and otherwise. And mm. 20 years ago, the, the three of us and a bunch of other people mm. gathered in the Superdome in uh, New Orleans. Speaking 20 years vomiting, ago, yeah. Jimmy Kimmel mm -hmm. gave his final pick. At the Patriots Rams Super Bowl. Now Jimmy Kimmel has his own bowl game. Former LA Raider Howie Long was there. Since then, the Raiders moved to Oakland. Then they moved to Las Vegas, which is Jimmy Kimmel's home, one of his boyhood homes. Uh, one of Howie's sons got drafted by the Rams, who moved to St. Louis. What the hell's going and, on here? And moved from St. Louis to Los Angeles. And then he won two Super Bowls, one of which was for the Patriots. And another one of Howie's sons is on the Chiefs, who played in Los Angeles just last night. I love the completion of this circle. I think <laughs> you, it's are like, you are like 40 seconds away from QAnon, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Which way 40 seconds? I love it. 40 seconds deep, yeah. Uh, wow. Well, okay, so a couple things. Now, also, there's a T-shirt cannon. Um, you are, uh, oh, you have your own sandwich here. Now, you did That's right. this a few weeks ago. This is great. With the help of John and Vinny of John and Vinny's. Mm -hmm. And uh, talk about that because we love food. This sandwich, let me describe it, and I, I, I hope I don't get you too worked up. So the sandwich is um, we take a nice, uh, very um, uh, perfect roll in that it's soft and dense on the inside and crispy and a little bit thorny on the outside. We put that in the oven with some 
uh, provolone on it. We let it melt just a little bit. And then we come in with the cold roast beef, which is not just dressed with Italian dressing. It has been dipped in the Italian dressing. That goes on. We've got some peppers on there. And um, I think that's it. I think oh, that's the entirety great. of it. And then, you know, of course, when you fold it up, it makes that sound or the bread kind of cracks. Mm. And uh, you got that warm bread on the outside and that cold roast beef on the inside. It's a sandwich I used to make when I was uh, delivering pizzas in high school. And I, I, I loved it. I would just devour it and... It's, I think people are going to really enjoy that it. That sounds amazing. And you, but you don't put French fries on, on the sandwich at all? No, I was yeah. going to make that t- suggestion there. Yeah. No, yeah. listen, I'm not going to, you know what, I'm not going to insult Primanti's because it's a delicious sandwich, mm-hmm. but there's no, there are no French fries on this one. Good. Okay. I think that's smart. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know what else you have planned. Have you given any thought to our friend Harry's brother, Scott, doing his, his shuffle, the pig jig at halftime? Um well, Harry- if they didn't allow the camel to vomit, they're certainly <laughs> not going to allow everyone to vomit. That's true. That's true. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, no, we have, you know, I have to say one of the biggest surprises of this whole thing was yesterday I was going through my list of who's going to be in our box, you know? Yeah. And I was like, where is Sal not coming to this? And <laughs> no. uh, they're like, oh, Sal has his own box. Like, <laughs> Sal has his own box? <laughs> we've been promoting the shit out of this game for um, three and a half years, I think. So we've had Oregon State alum on and Utah State, and we've um, analyzed this game. I need your help here because you had both teams visit Jimmy Kimmel Live this week. Wednesday you yeah. had uh, Oregon State, and thir- yesterday you had Utah State. What would you say... I need a scouting report just based on what you've seen, just meeting them. I'd say that they um, both teams, I speak, uh, when they arrived, when they were in the studio doing the show in front of them, seemed um, half interested. I think that's <laughs> the best way I'd describe it. Half interest in the show? Yeah. Yeah, half interest <laughs> in the show. It was not a great way to, to end the year, show-wise, <laughs> with those two audiences. But... Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't get a real sense f- based on their their appearance as a studio audience of, of okay. who's going to win this game. I All was right. trying. I was fishing. But, um, you know, unfortunately, you pick a representative of the team and one of the kids stands up and you never want to talk to the kid who stands up. It's just right, not the right, one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I didn't get a whole lot of it. I got a lot of like joke answers that weren't funny. So yeah. um, I got nothing. Basically. All right. Well, then maybe we take the points because Utah State is getting seven or seven and a half. I think it's back. It's back down to seven. Now, this, Jimmy, it is expected to be the high, the second highest uh, scoring bowl game. The over under is 67. And I thought it'd be fun to just bet the over and root for points, but right. Harry Harry bet the over. So now we have to stay oh. far, far away from that because he is dreadful with his over picks. But um, I don't know. Anyone else could uh, jump on this. But should we right. check to see how Mike August is going? Oh, on that's this? right. Yes, if we should. He also goes with the over, then we know we must go with the under. The August Corolla combo. You, you know what? You're exactly right. I'll get back. I will I will find out. All right, let's talk. Uh, I know, Damashek, we brought up uniforms and the Dodgers. Do we have the song uh, leading Damashek in for the uniformant? Bring you Damashek, the uniformant. Bring you Damashek, the uniformant. Bring you Damashek, the uniformant. Bring you Damashek. 
uniformant. All right, Shaq. Um, and I think we have a picture, too, of uh, the preview of what these guys are going to look like. So those will be the jerseys. And then the pants, Shaq, the beavers will wear. They won't go all black, will they? Or maybe, yeah, they will. Right? Yeah, they will. They, they yeah. will go all black. I mean, clearly the uniform victory for Oregon State is a decisive one. Utah mm -hmm. State seems to have just vacated any sort of attempt to cobble together a nice-looking uniform. I mean, this couldn't be a lamer get-up for the, for the <laughs> Aggies. That's their name. I talk about it. This is a bad mascot matchup as well beavers versus aggies aggies yeah. versus beavers i think we can all see if you have uh you have even uh, i was gonna say two eyes but even if you have one eye i think it's pretty clear that orange and black as mm. i've said before and we'll say again now if you gave me my own franchise it feels like kimmel is tracking towards potentially owning his own professional <laughs> franchise or so a keep college this in, or a college yeah. but either way I think it's pretty clear. Black and orange is the number one color scheme available to human beings who own. Real? A, Wait a, a minute! You, you've been I've been you've been screaming about black and gold for twenty five years. Well, that's black the coolest thing going in. That's the coolest uniform thing for any one city. That all three of the professional teams wear black and gold, but that right. belongs on the banks of the three rivers. If anywhere outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, black and orange is as good as it gets. Are we right about that? Do we agree about that? I Jimmy? don't agree at all. Really? What would yours be? Just brings to mind Halloween to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know? fair. Well, yeah. um, football's played in autumn. And I do think, I think you're totally right on Utah State. It looks like, you know that website Zazzle where, where they'll put anything on a, a T-shirt, you know, and right. crappy mm -hmm. graphics and you get a crappy price. It looks like they Zazzled this helmet that they have. <laughs> it is, it is uh, kind of an American flag yeah. and I get it because Utah State Aggies, it's USA, but it's very poorly drawn. I'm guessing they're not a great graphic design school. The right. <laughs> logo from a logo standpoint. The Bieber, Beavers absolutely destroy the Aggies. I mean, it, and of course, in fairness to the Aggies, what are you supposed to draw? Is somebody farming? <laughs> you know, an Aggie is what an agricultural what? We don't even know. Something agricultural. It's a ridiculous nickname. And it would be okay if it was particular to one school, but it seems to have spread all over the country. So, um, yeah, from yeah. A, a mascot logo standpoint, Beaver's not not even close. The uniform does look good, I think. I, I don't know. Um, I'd say for football teams, it's different than it is for um, baseball teams. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to say the number one color scheme. I kind of like uh, a scarlet and gold, I have to say. What do you mean? Like USC? Like uh, the Niners or, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, like SC. I think I like that. I think it really? looks good on the football field. Yeah. I got I think strong. we're over there. I think the Lakers have it right. I, I love when LSU plays in the, in the purple and yellow. That's yellow, right? That wouldn't be gold. I like that. Hmm. That's um, <clears throat> vibrant SEC colors. We talk like a about Vikings that. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vikings, uh, LSU. Well, I, 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 we got to say Thursday night football Ch chiefs and chargers was just heaven to look at. I mean, that was, <laughs> oh. that was, that was gorgeous. Raiders at Steelers <laughs> earlier this year is a finalist for a Shecky award. Best uniform matchup of the year. Spoiler alert. Beavers V Aggies is not going to be in the finalists no, there. It's not. Uh, North Carolina's powder blue when they paid a visit to play the royal <laughs> blue and gold of uh, the Pitt Panthers. That also is going to be a Shecky Award finalist for uniform match.
matchup of the year. But while you're here, Jimmy Kimmel, I offered it to you. I, I Frankly, I don't mind, you know, I don't mind pulling back the curtain here. I know it's all the rage to be sharing other people's text messages and correspondence right now. Um, so some people are miffed about it, but mostly it's OK to do. Um, I, I, I emailed you. I, I, uh-huh. There's no greater gift that Dave Damashek can offer than to say, would you like your own Shecky Award this year? I said that to Sal and to Jimmy Kimmel. I didn't mm. even get a goddamn response. Oh, not yeah. all, not, even, not even the dignity of a response. I agree <laughs> that there is no greater gift, but that doesn't mean it's a great gift. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I don't yeah, so. I don't recall what I don't recall getting that email from you. Do you, Sal? Yeah, well, I think it was in the middle of another email when you were trying to give him banana p- uh, pudding fluff or something. No, you were trying oh, uh, the right, mar- right, marshmallow right. fluff. It was, it, was, it was convoluted a little bit. Oh. Don't bring up that embarrassing chapter in Jimmy Kimmel's history <laughs> that, that he thinks marshmallow whipped cream would taste better than... I, I don't... By the way, I don't like uh, 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 white chocolate myself, but I'm an empath, and I know other people like it. And no, they white don't. Cho- no, they white don't. White chocolate that's whipped cream it, people would love. No, people don't like white chocolate, and in fact, that's why we call it white chocolate, because... It's not, you know, it, it, that's the only thing that makes it even interesting is the fact that it's white. If it was hmm. brown, we'd call it bad chocolate. We'd call it <laughs> overly milky, not that good chocolate. So okay. I, I couldn't disagree with you more on white chocolate. And it's also why it represents like a tenth of one percent of the world's chocolate, because people don't like it that much. Well, I'm with you on that. I don't enjoy it. I'm just trying yeah. to, you know, I'm just trying to be self But you were right about way. the about the um, marshmallow. marshmallow whipped cream, not really. I, it was interesting. I made it, and I was excited about it for Thanksgiving, and it just didn't taste any different than regular whipped cream. It mm. was the same. All right. Well, I mean, that would have been a nice addition to the sandwich, no? If things had shaken up. Uh, all right. Well, we're bearing the lead here. I don't know why we're talking about white oh. chocolate when there's fruit. Uh, but let, let's just get this out of the way. I, I cannot hear about the 75 different kinds of apples for I can't wait for this year to end. People have reasons they want this year to end. I'm done with the apple talk, but let, let's have one more go at it. Shaq. Uh, all right. Oh, let's hear. Let's hear. Final uh, go. Fine. Yeah. No, no, no. The Shecky Awards uh, <laughs> aren't here yet. We got we got we got Christmas Eve. Yeah. Then we get Christmas Day uh-huh. and then. The Shecky Awards are handed. Oh, out. so, so you're this not will not prepared. be the final. You're not prepared to name a fruit of the year. Well, he, I think you could I sell want, him maybe on one. Maybe that's what we do here. Maybe I'm interested in your opinions. Hushman Zada joined the other day, and we, you know, we had our divisions as usual, but we came together on the greatness of all those apple varietals out there. He favors the Honeycrisp. I suggest the Envy is number one. It tastes. Almost like a cherry, as much as it does an apple. It's delicious. Good lord, it, delicious. it is delicious. It tastes nothing like a cherry, but it is delicious. <laughs> and um, I feel like it's a trap to even ask me this question because all that happens when we offer our opinion is Dave tells right. us we're wrong, right? And I don't think we should even put him in that position of authority. Like I know, well, why don't yes. you say the right answer? Well, I don't know because, well, would you even tell me if it was the right answer? I thought you were holding on to this big announcement. I'm a, uh, I'm a showman at the end of the day, Kimmel. So well, you know, I, okay. can't, I can't give a, but what to give, I, I, listen, I will consider your suggestion. You know? I, I guess you, that's what I don't like, but here's what I'm going to say. And I know this is going to, this is such a Damashecki answer mm-hmm. that you won't accept it. But 
I'm not going exotic this year. I, I didn't have any fruits that really knocked me out. And I'm going to go with my old favorite, not if in a new way. You know what I'm saying? They're, I had fruits that were great and consistent as they've always been. So I'm going to go with my personal favorite, my old favorite, the banana. Ah, uh, <laughs> banana. That's right. You can shove that banana up your ass if you don't like it. I banana. don't like a banana. Banana's texture is no good. You don't That's like bananas? No, you I don't like a banana. Be- you should not be the authority on what the fruit of the year is if well, you don't like bananas. I am the authority, and I don't like bananas. I vote thumbs down. Now they. Were I haven't being- heard banana. I know Jimmy loves everything banana. Banana pudding, and, uh, and uh, you'll, you'll take banana and everything. But an apple's going to win, and it's going to be boring because, damn it, every year an apple wins. Not true. The well, I mean, it sounds like it's rigged. The bananas can't even compete. It sounds like it's rigged. Thank That's you. all That's, I have to say about you it. You couldn't be more right on that. It's it's there's bias racing through this competition. It <laughs> reminds me in a lot of ways of the Hollywood foreign press. It reminds me of the Golden Globes. <laughs> and I think it should be boycotted this year. I don't think you should even allow interesting fruit okay. of the year to be announced. Outrageous. Really? All outrageous right. Yeah, you have to consider the banana. Go ahead, Martin. Uh, yeah. Can I just say, like, I think that in a in a top two survey world that we live in today, going back to an old faithful, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Go with what makes you. Thank you. You know it's standard. You know you know you know Especially where you get with you all there. we've been through. Exactly. Uh, you know the bananas is, is there all year round. You don't have to. It's not even seasonal. They come to you. You could see when they're ready. There's no question about when they are ready. I mean, you don't never bite into a banana and get a surprise. Mm-hmm. It's right there. If there's brown, it's not hidden on the inside. You can see it on the banana. Children love it. Uh, it's very versatile. It. You, you you wouldn't consider another fruit in an ice cream, really. Maybe a cherry on the on the top, but a banana yeah, or a strawberry could be 30% of a, a, a sundae. Well, for well, first of all, bread, I, I, banana. You, you bread? mentioned children. I want banana to bread. Pie. By the way, banana bread. Just because everyone made banana bread during a pandemic this year, it should absolutely be considered towards the top. And I, Sal, name one other fruit-based pudding that mm. competes with banana. Coconut. Blueberry. I coconut count coconut pudding? as a. Yeah, that's right. You never had. You ever? Oh, this is like when he says cinnamon ice cream. This doesn't exist. Oh yeah, his favorite ice cream. I've absolutely had. I've absolutely had coconut pudding. I I don't know what you got. What 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 world you have been living in? But I encourage you to send one of your kids to school and have them give the teacher a banana instead of an apple. Let's see how that goes over. (laughs) Well, we don't want that. Food is not allowed in the schools anymore, yeah, so that's on, not man. even an issue. <laughs> He's got 11 Jimmy, kids, so he should be able to You know how you out. win this once and for all? Oh. You have a ball game named after you. You have a TV show named after you. Mm-hmm. Make your own fruit, oh, and then it'll yeah. always be the fruit of the year. That's right. Just get your own fruit. fruit. Yeah. All right. Boy, that's wouldn't that be something? I guess that would really elevate me to a godlike level. <laughs> <laughs> I could make, I mean, my own make your own fruit, dude. Damashek, why don't you get your own bowl, the fruit bowl? And um, and in the fruit bowl could be all like the dozen, the oh. top dozen fruits of the year. And you could have sponsors. You could have the whole thing. You have the fruit bowl, Dave Damashek fruit bowl. <laughs> Sell tickets. Mo, Mo Damashek would show up and uh, yeah, that would be it. It would just be me and Mo Damashek. <laughs> Give your mother some pom-poms, have her jumping around cheering. Her I don't loving. even think she'd show up. I really don't. Uh, well, this is very exciting. Even that would be too low for her. She'd be like, you've gone too far now. All right. <laughs> We're busy. <laughs> Oh, well, we're very excited now, Jimmy. Did Jimmy Kimmel? It's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be a, 
You know, fun. the last time you took your staff to a sporting event, the Cubs made history and threw a combined no-hitter. So maybe we see oh. sports history. Maybe no first downs in this game. I don't know what it You're would right. be. You're right. The yeah. Cubs threw the most boring no-hitter I could ever <laughs> imagine seeing because of this pitching switch-out nonsense. Right. Last night, as um, as my wife was putting our son Billy to bed, um, <laughs> she was trying to get him to go to sleep, and she started talking about all the things that we have coming up over the next few days, you know, with the holidays, and you're going to go to Nani's house tomorrow. You're going to sleep over there, and then we're going to go to – Daddy has a, a football game. We're going to go to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. <laughs> what a weird thing to tell a child. <laughs> Daddy has a football game. These kids don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Daddy's with Spider-Man. Daddy has a football game. <laughs> well, listen, they'll they'll catch on as soon as they put some money down on it. We got to figure out who we're betting. But yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, that's you keep saying we got to figure out who we're betting. TJ Hushmanzada said he's going to be there. I'm not betting on anybody but Oregon. I know. I was thinking that he's in the suite with us. Uh, TJ Hushmanzada, who along with Martin hosts a lemon pepper parlay oh. uh, podcast is an Oregon state alum, uh, obviously a very good pro too. So yeah, I don't know how much rooting we could do for Utah state if he's, if he's there, but I do want to remind people extra points.com slash arcade, lots of free to play games. And one of them is the Jimmy Kimmel LA bowl prop quiz. Um, such questions as will a Guinness record be broken during the game? Will Jimmy play clarinet with the band during the game? Don't answer these, Jimmy, but there are 10 oh. questions. Some of them are deal with the st stats of the game. And then some of them are ridiculous. Whoever gets the most correct gets assigned baseball. Jimmy decided it would be funny from, uh, from Jimmy Kimmel. Um, so that'll, <laughs> that'll be thing, interesting. You know, I yeah. like to get athletes from uh, sports to sign the wrong ball. Like I have a baseball <laughs> signed by Magic Johnson and nice. I have a basketball signed by Joe Montana. And I think I have a football signed by like, uh, LeBron, I don't yeah. remember yeah. who I got signed by, but I, I enjoy that. There's something funny and slightly confusing about it. Well, we're very excited. That's tomorrow, December 18th, 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, sponsored by Stiefel. Uh, LABowlGame.com. Get your tickets. They start at $32. That's nothing. The way we throw money around. Oh, my God. I have um, a feeling that people are, a lot of the people who'll be there just kind of want to see the stadium. Yeah. I was just going to say, that's reason <laughs> enough to go there. The stadium is so stadium cool. Is it's awesome. Worth, yeah, it really is worth the... Cool worth the journey to it to, will be awesome until i blast out those giant video <laughs> screens they're gonna see the screen for 11 minutes and then there's gonna be a seven hour delay trying to pick the pieces up off the field <laughs> and then harry's gonna streak at some point oh but, great excellent <laughs> jimmy this is great we're all very excited about this we will see you tomorrow all right fellas good times good times so you are related to him so i am related to him yes it turns out you, you know. guys aren't nostalgic like I am. I'm more nostalgic about it than either one of you. You guys for 25 years. Been, been, talk about all the crazy stuff you've done in your lives. You guys, yeah. you guys picked football games. Two schnooks, uh, two, two, two wiseacres <laughs> picking football games on national television for, for 25 years. Good I, for you the know, both of you. I, I don't know if you saw it, how he took a shot at me. And I like how I, I do. Yeah, he did. I, I, after my bit, my bit was that, you know, I, I made more of this than I probably should have. 
that Thursday night football is leaving Fox. They had it for four years. But anyway, I had the <laughs> Fox Thursday night football clearance sale, clearance sale. And then I'm in a, a yellow jacket, like from the 70s, everything must go, whatever. Uh, 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 J- uh, Jimmy Johnson's jug of uh, hair glue. and Bradshaw's we had all, all Christmas records. Yes, 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 yes. Bradshaw's Christmas record. And then coming out of it, um, Howie's like, you know what I'm going to miss most about Thursday night football? Cousin Sal. And then they're like, oh, Pinocchio, Pinocchio. And they did the nose grow thing. I was like, oh, God. What the hell? Then he had another one at you, right? Like, who the hell is Cousin Sal? And like, yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. What's, so is it is it beef between you and Howie? I don't Long? think it's beef. I'm the most, I mean, you know, what do you get on Thursday that you don't get on Sunday? You get me. So, yes, I should be the best part of that. I should be the most entertaining. Whatever. It's As fine. always, I, yeah. I say this to people. You may see me on social media do it periodically. The mm. greatest shame that the Long family has is that Christian Slater in Broken Arrow kicked Howie Long, one of the bad guys in Broken Arrow, one of Travolta's henchmen, <laughs> kicked him off a moving train. And this mm. is a shame. I mean, the, the children, <laughs> um, Chris and Kyle Long, didn't know what to make of it because they were little kids. They watched their old man, right. this superhuman uh, football player get kicked off a train by a Hollywood pretty boy and they mm-hmm. still struggle with that emotionally and spiritually. Really? So anytime you find yourself cornered by someone in the Long family, just send them a picture of Christian Slater. They back down real Okay. Quick. All right. Maybe that's what I'll do in retaliation. Hey, let's hit some of these games. We, uh, Boy, we're at an hour already, right? I do want to get through these, though. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. You're an under- underdog check. Must, must, must win Seven, six, and one? No, no, no. What's your record? Six, six, six and one right six, now. Six, six, and, and one. Funny. Here, here's what I'll say about, uh, and I agree, I think you were right on Wednesday when we kibitzed uh, the three of us. I think that week 18 probably does stand as when all Oh, it's got to. It's got well, to. Well, the AFC North is, you know, it's it's not as bad as the NFC East was last year, but, it's, but, but there's not a dominant team, obviously, and right. it's now ravaged by... COVID, you can kind of let the Browns off the hook a little bit, I guess, and Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson banged up, I guess. You can let them up. But either way, I wouldn't be surprised if all four, if we're in the exact same place a week from now having oh. this conversation. Well, they better not lose this one yeah. because there's a chance all four teams are going to lose. The Bengals at Denver is no gimme. The Ravens should lose. We'll get to all of these. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I mean, I, you you know, you know I'm uh, skeptical of the – Rah rah stuff. I've talked to a lot of players about this and say, like, does anybody like what pregame speeches? They're like, that's in the movies. No, nobody, mm. no coach does that. And if they try, it doesn't work. You can't like, you can't yell at guys and get platitudinous and like, this is what it's all about. All that kind of that means nothing to to players. So all this talk about like, we understand that it's time for us to rise up. And we were called out by former Steelers legends for not having a good half against the Vikings and what an embarrassment and all that. I think that adds up to absolutely zero. I think practically the Titans are good. They're a good solid team, even without Derrick Henry. I think at home, I think the thing that you're sleeping on, Sal, is that Roethlisberger is playing well. I know for whatever, I don't know how we both look at the exact same stuff and well, you come away with like, I, I, I look at the whole playing, game. I look at the whole game and you look at the last QB. quarter. I look, I, are you not watching the first half? I don't know. I mean, he starts off really slow, doesn't he? The whole team I does. It's on him. No, I, don't, I wouldn't say that about him specifically right. is, the, is my point, I guess. It's the defense, the line of scrimmage that's letting them down early. 
I think they've gotten some pieces back here for for what it matters, and it does matter. I mean, they were they were decimated on the mm-hmm. uh, li- defensive line of scrimmage specifically. They have a couple of backups back, and given what Cleveland and Washington otherwise are going through, that counts as a positive. Give me the Steelers and Heinz Field in in Rothos in, in the Ben Ultimate in the Ben Ultimate Roethlisberger game in Heinz Field. I am with you. Tomlin as a home dog, 13. They are a slight dog here. 13, 3, and 2 against the spread all time. Titans 2 and 5 against the spread in the last seven as a road favorite. Martin, um, too much. I'm really backed against the wall and everything else. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, I feel I think this is the year that Mike Tomlin has his first losing record. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. I think if this is because because they tie, will this solidify? No, they'd have to lose no. two more, right? To have they'd the have first to go, losing record because they're still eight weeks left in the season. They'd have okay, to go yeah. one and three, Marty, to to do that. So well, no, I'm possible. just saying. I don't know if they, if it would make them under 500, you know, with a whatever. But I think that I think that the tennis. I mean, Tennessee ran all over New England, and you know, we talked about that game. I think New England is like the second or third best team in the AFC. Their running game Pittsburgh's is weird. Not. It's 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 surprisingly risen to. Uh, the occasion here. All right, so you're so, taking so Tennessee. I, yeah, I see a game. Tennessee controls the ball, runs down Pittsburgh's throat, and, you know, maybe Big Ben, he has been playing well in the second half to, to Shaq's point when he's been calling the plays and kind of running two minute. but I mm-hmm. think that it, in a, in a what is it, favor by a point, I think Tennessee gets it. All right, I'll go Dallas Giants. Giants, 10.5 point underdog at home. What has happened in this division? Uh, by the way, you'll like this, Martin. Big favorites in division games this season. It never used to be like this. Big favorite is favorite of more than seven points. Uh, sure. The favorite is 13 and one and 11 and three against the spread. And the average margin of victory is 19.3. Shaq, you should be all over this. Division rivals, that's your thing. It's crazy. It's gotten out of whack now. The better team, the much better team, just seems to dominate. Um, you wouldn't think that. I'm not taking the cow. I, I think this is a 19 13 game. I like the under. The total has hit the under in six of Dallas's last seven games. You heard me advocate that, you know, Dak shouldn't even play. I think there's an injury issue here. I'll take my chances with Cooper Rush versus Jake Fromm, or what are we doing, Mike Lennon. That's not in the cards. It looks like Dak's going to play. You're out of cornerback, Spaghetti, right? Who was? Who is it that's out? Uh, they're miss- and, well, they, Leonard Williams got hurt in the game last week, so that's one less D lineman. A few guys have been in the COVID protocols. I don't think Tony's coming back. And then, yeah, you're right. The Glennon's going to start. Jake Fromm is nowhere near ready to play quarterback in the NFL. No, no, cor- uh, corner. There's, um, who is yeah, it? I'm, oh, I'm saying no, a bunch Janoris of- Jenkins. Oh, is that what you said? I'm sorry. No, Jenkins is no longer on the team. Uh, there, there's, there's like three or four guys in the protocol, but like as it stands, I don't know if the positive negative testing will right. change before game time. All right, so I'm taking the under. I'm staying away from the 10 and a half, despite that uh, trend that I read. Shaq, what do you like? I mean, the, the, the Cowboys offense 2021 isn't equal to the mini era of the Kansas City Chiefs over these last three years or so, but it is a powerhouse offense when it's right. I mean, this has to change. This guy, mm-hmm. this, I, I refuse to accept that what we've seen for the last month is what the Dallas Cowboys are going forward here. I, I You know, I don't know, COVID and Zeke and, you know, well, at some point they got to get right. This is the week they do it. I say they whip them. I say they whip them. Well, they beat up on the Saints. I mean, in a way they got right there. But I don't know. I I just, I think it's too much. Uh, Martin? 
Well, you're right, Sal. They did beat up on the Saints because the Saints didn't have a NFL caliber starting quarterback, and neither did the New York Giants. Yeah. That number, what you said, 13 and one, it's going to be 14 and one because the Cowboys are going to cover this. But I do agree with you on the under. Like, this is like 17 to three, Cowboys win. Yeah. No way. They whip them. I say really? they put up a big number. They go in there and hammer them. That's I hope the you're trend right. of the, that's the trend just, with this matchup, as you say, Sal. I don't think it's Dallas offense is yeah. gives me concern, man. This Dallas offense feels like they running backs are hurt. Tyron Smith and out of the lineup Dak has since the calf has been weird, but the giants, the giants offense gives me no concern at all. I know they're bad. Is it weird for me to think I don't want to peak right now? Like I, we have a month left. I, I don't want to peak. I've seen it happen with the, you know, check your Steelers were 11 and one. They peaked a little early. Um, the Patriots, when they were, Knocked out of the playoffs by the Titans. I think they were ten and one. So I don't know. I'd rather. I be hear you completely, and I, I and you know we had Kimmel in the waiting room, but with, with the Patriots. But again, football season is long, you right. know. And and the, the I, and by the way, it's also short. You know, it's much like life. Life yeah. is short, but it's also long. And it might be shorter this year, but yeah. Right, exactly. Well, regular season, we only have four weeks left of this regular season. Mm. Let's enjoy it. I know we like right. to make fun of Urban Meyer and everything else, but, I mean, it's going away fast, everybody. The holidays are here. That's a distraction, too. But anyway, the assumptions we've made about the Patriots, well, clearly, look, Belichick's back. They're a good team. They're going to the playoffs. Obviously, they may still win the division, um, have a great shot at winning the number one seed even, but let's not get crazy. I think mm-hmm. the I, I think the Colts uh, that matchup that uh, as we say rookie of the year Mac Jones and all that kind of stuff settle down everybody the Colts are a legit team with a really good defense all right and so I want to hammer that point because Saturday things are going to by Sunday morning things are going to feel different if we're right that the Colts win that game for sure for sure because the ten- yeah, Titans are going to be spooked they, they need Titans to go away the, the Patriots uh, because right yeah. now the talk is well do the Patriots want to play the Bucs in the Super Bowl or do they want to win one first and then play <laughs> the Bucks next year and then it's the rubber mat like I don't want any of that shit I'll stop watching um let's move forward here Green Bay at Baltimore the Packers are six and a half point favorite Lamar Jackson is questionable he has diarrhea I think still something I don't know hey Matt LaFleur should get a little more credit here I know you might just say it's all Aaron Rodgers uh in December 10 and 0 this team is average margin victory 11.7 and Rodgers 23 touchdowns three interceptions I think they keep it rolling Rodgers is more in control of his offense than anybody else missing toes, missing linemen, missing running backs. It doesn't ever seem to matter in their scoring. And Baltimore, before last week, had four weeks where they couldn't score 20 points. And then what did they do, Martin? They scored 22 against the Browns team who didn't play defense for the last um, hour, hour and a half because they didn't have to. I'm taking Green Bay, laying the points. Yeah, I just so there's a couple things that are just making me feel weird. Favorites killed last week. Green mm-hmm. Bay's like undefeated or only lost once against the spread. And Lamar Jackson is questionable. Like I've lamented against the injury parts all week. This is not the game that I bet early this week, but I did get burned by one of them. Mm. But I'm going to take Baltimore here because all they do is play close games and quietly, secretly, like, like Huntley's not bad. The backup hasn't been bad when he's played for Baltimore. And Lamar Jackson kind of has been the last month. I don't know. Hmm. I, I, I in a vacuum on this Sunday on December nineteenth, I don't know how much of an upgrade or downgrade the quarterback position is at Baltimore right here right now. 
which is wow. a crazy thing to say. It is. But and it only exists for right now because Lamar has not been. But he's just undeniably he has not been playing well since that Thursday night game against Miami. For sure. Uh, so I, I think at six way, points, that's a lot of points. I would love just once for teams to play in a vacuum. We hear about it all the time. Like if they're in a vacuum, <laughs> these two teams, I don't know. It'd noisy. Be, maybe that's where the next bowl is. Well, after by the way, Kimmel destroys well, the screen. Yeah. Well, Legion Stadium, where the Super Bowl is going to be in a couple of years, the Raiders mm-hmm. home stadium does, in fact, look like a Roomba. So you're going to get your right. wish. That is a vacuum. <laughs> um, the uh, that, that would be annoying, but otherwise would be yeah. a, an interesting experiment. I'm going to go with the Packers here, but I, I'm with Marty. I'm being a little bit scared. First of all, Huntley, it, I also, I'm sure it's not a major concern, but they should be a little worried. Harbaugh and DeCosta and everybody must be like, hey, the backup handles the blitz better than our superstar who we're about to pay $45 million to an- annually. That's a problem, I would think. A little think. strange. Yep. Um, the thing that's not great. Me, the, the the thing the rhetoric all week has been the reason everybody's on the Packers whether it's Jackson or Huntley is did you watch them against the Bears like they just flipped the switch they got down they got down ten a couple of times and then they were just like all right enough fooling around let's win this game like that's bad if that insinuates itself into the players' heads like yeah we can just flip a switch whenever we want to sure it's hard to do. obviously. The Ravens are playing for something big, too. But the reason I take the Packers is ultimately is because the chase for the number one seed is everything this year. Mm-hmm. When these teams are, the, you know, we keep, I, I know I say it a million times, but I'll say it a million and first. The top four or five teams in the NFC are very tightly, um, are, are very close. You know, it's hard to say who's better than the other. And the same on the AFC, like basically one through six, maybe one through seven. The Packers know, as anybody does, we got to get that number one seed. So they want to win the game. That's the same reason I'll take the Cowboys to to win big here too. They they can't take their foot off the gas because right. if you get into that mix of playing in wild card weekend, you're really you know you're 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 really um, you know a long shot by definition. If you have the number one seed, you have such a decisive edge over everybody else. Only playing two games this year. I'm back in the Packers, more or less because the dealer has a six, Martin. With the Huntley, whether it's Huntley or Lamar Jackson, they don't score points. They're 22 or under in the last five weeks, and I think the Packers will be close to 30. Let's do one more. Uh, The Bengals, I know where you're going with this, Shaq. You have to be true to your division. Cincy at Denver. Denver a a two-and-a-half-point favorite at mile high. I don't think this Bengals team can get out of their own way. They're a little bit like the Chargers. They're a lot like the Chargers. Everyone's rooting for Burrow. Everyone's rooting for Herbert. But they give up too many big plays. Too many. It's always something stupid. We saw the the mix six a couple uh, weeks ago. You know, a big play. I, I keep bringing up the Jets, the muffed punts. I'm not sold on Zach Taylor. They lose winnable games, and this is going to be another one. I like Teddy Two Gloves at home, minus two and a half. Now, Shaq, you like the Bengals. It's starting to feel like Zach Taylor is the is yeah. what's holding them back a little bit. But also, you know, they're a, a youngish team, and so maybe there's something to fits and starts and dealing with some success and how to put it out there every week. But like we talked about, the Broncos are the personification of week-to-week kind of stuff. Which team we're going to get, who knows? I'll take the Bengals. I think they're the class of the North when it's all said and done. I think they're the best team in the AFC North. Um, there's so, a decent uh, chance the Bengals or the Chargers don't make the playoffs. And that's that, insane. You'd be like, what? what? I, I, well, I mean, sure. the Bengals, sure. Yeah, sure, the Bengals, if things well, go. Well, Chargers are only minus 300. I, I guess they have an easier schedule um, than, than most clubs. But uh, look, Chargers it, still have a shot at the division, in fact. 
because the nah. Chiefs really have a brutal. That, they, they they don't have an easy path home from here. I think they well, have three three out of their last four pretty rugged matches. Well, if you want to take a Chargers. chance, that's not bad. You'll get twelve to one on the Chargers to win the division right now. But um, yeah, I, I just feel that they're a, a similar team. You're going Bengals in this one. Yes, and are those the two best teams? I don't want to uh, belabor this any longer. We'll know better after Week 15, but. Are the two best teams in the AFC, the Chargers and Chiefs? <clears throat> I think we have to see another Patriots game here. If they come into Indianapolis in a big setting and win, I mentioned that those two teams, the Patriots and the Chiefs, are neck and neck for number one seed, right? They're both plus 165. Bills, in beat, them, Bills, beat, Bills beat them in Buffalo next yeah. week. They'll remind everybody. And, and there was some of that buzz like, hey, I think they figured something out. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say you got to you got to throw the Titans in that conversation if if Henry's back week eighteen and, and picks up where he left off, right? I don't think you have to throw the Titans in that conversation, no. but I think if you have to throw the Colts in this conversation, especially if they go and beat this Patriots team, that'd be uh, the, the, I think the top four teams in AFC uh, all right. are. Well, we're talking different. Are, I'm saying yeah. number one seed. You're talking like uh, oh, when it's okay, all yeah. Said, I'm sorry. All right, but who do you like in this game, uh, Martin? Uh, in this game, I need the Cincinnati Bengals to show up. I, that's I'm picking the Bengals. I've, I had a Bengals future. I, maybe I fell in love with the purple and gold connection between Burrow and Chase. But go. I just, I mean, if this is if this Bengals team is supposed to be one that, that I'm supposed to be taking seriously, this is a game that they're supposed to win. And I said that last week, and it was a game that they were supposed to win. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to take them again. Maybe I'm just going to go down with my Joe Burrow ship. But uh, – yeah, and I've been off the Broncos ever since Teddy Bridgewater, you know, just whiffed on that interception tackle, like or even attempt at a tackle. It's like the, a guys, some team. of those guys are making business decisions out there, not necessarily football decisions, which is a weird thing to say because football is business. But I think you get my point. Shaq many years ago introduced the Ewing theory, and it's kind of what's going on with Von Miller in this Denver defense. It's uh, they've actually been playing better since he's. He's gone, and we saw what they did to the Thank Chargers uh, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Hey, the NFL playoffs are almost here, and to help you stay on top of the action, FanDuel Sportsbook's giving you a $10 bonus when you place 20 bucks on a same-game parlay bet. Bet on a single game or spread your bets out across multiple matchups. It's up to you. As long as you bet $20 on a same-game parlay or same-game parlays during the same week of NFL action, you're getting a $10 bonus. Fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. And I told you, that same game parlay bonus, it's good through week 15. So lock in some winners today. Enjoy the $10, enjoy the $10 bonus on FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code extra points to also receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code extra points so they know <clears throat> we sent you. We never talked about Urban Meyer because I think what? it happened. That was the game, Sal. That was the game. What was the game? Plus three. I saw that Sunday night and I was like, there's no way the Texans are laying three. I mean, giving three points. The Jaguars are favored in a football game in the National (laughs) Football League. Not a chance. And I bet that I slammed it. And then, you know, throughout the week, everybody's catching Uh, COVID. I'm thinking, man, COVID is going to cost me this game. Eventually, that's what's going to happen. The Texans are going to catch COVID. The line is going to swing, and that's how Urban Meyer is going to get nope. a win. Little did I know he'd be fired, and the, and the line would move to a point. It is weird. Is that? It how is weird is that? that it's moved. That's crazy. I mean, but, the, like, I was arguing with TJ on Lemon Pepper. He's like, you're crazy. The Texans aren't going to beat the Jaguars. I was like, the Jaguars are more talented. They got better players. They got this. But you know what else they got? 
They got Urban Meyer, and that's why they're gonna lose. And now they don't have them no more. And that's of all the burn, all the burns that I got by betting early. This by far was the worst. The part I did have like Urban Meyer as coach too, fired, because I, there, There's something to be said about a Davis Mills fighting for a job in the NFL. Everything else equal, fairly equal. Um, but this Urban Meyer thing, I don't know. Who was talking about Brother Bry or someone said we? It, it's almost like they made a movie about a guy who tried to get fired uh, to collect his full pay, which we now know Urban Meyer is probably going to get close to that. Um, but it's a standoff with an owner of a you know a franchise poor, maybe he's cash poor. It really about so every two weeks the coach does something miserable to try to get fired. What the hell did we just see with this Urban Meyer era? I, I don't know. I don't know what what happened, but. He's going to come out smelling like a rose in like two years, right? No way. I, I Really? I really don't think so. Do you really think a network would take him? A network? I, think, I, think uh, a, I agree with Eddie Spaghetti. A Power 5 team's going to no uh, hire him no in a way. couple of years. What, I mean, what university is letting that guy who's, who's last seen putting his thumb in unmentionable oh, areas no one gives of a young... Shit about that. No one cares oh, about I, that. In 1985, that might have been something you look over i just don't think that. i mean that didn't get him fired he still lasted uh another eight weeks with that which is an eternity i hear True. well that, that, yeah that's because you know he obviously had millions and millions of dollars owed him and so they right. were incented to you know not kick him to the curb but then it mm-hmm. i mean what what proves the point is they knew that he kicked lambo four months ago they knew that he right. kicked the kicker <laughs> in in preseason, they didn't do anything about mm-hmm. it. It went once it got na- uh, once it made the news. It's like all right, this plus the thumb on the girl mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, uh, and we suck, and everybody hates them, and everything. Now we got to move well, on. Well, I think it was a standoff. Like they, he has it in him to quit, to just walk away from it. And like, hey, man, that'd be great. We wouldn't have to pay him. Yeah. And right. now he and Gruden are going to make more money than most coaches over the next five. It's it's insane. What's the the payout? But uh, this is the best Icarus thing ever, though, right? Yeah, this, yeah. I mean, for real, this is like the biggest Icarus example in coaching history. That's the guy right? that like flew, flew into the sun. You or had, something? Yeah. You had to push it. You had to push it. You went mm-hmm. too close to the sun, didn't you, there, Herb? By going into the deep south, if you know what I mean. Like He's happy. What, He's all right. I, I think that Ch- I think Khan, if he had a funnier sense of humor, would have made him coach that game. That that's like no the Texans no. Texans won. No, no, yeah. no. We're not firing you before you have to run out onto the field mm. and hear those boos and lose to Davis Mills and the Texans. Then and only then do you get to get fired. Martin, do we hear I, more people coming out? Is this like a Mr. Big scenario? Or like, yeah, he ca- oh yeah, he kicked me in college, but I couldn't say anything. I was in college and uh, he's beloved in the in the town and everything, Florida, whatever. Uh, or, or is this all uh, these isolated incidents just uh, meant for the general? No, well, first, I don't think that they're isolated incidents in general. Just if I mean, if you just read the reports of, of what he sounded like and was acting like around the, the facility, it sounded like this was pretty much par for the course. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know how many times he's going around kicking people, where right? I can't say that he was kicking multiple people, but I say like <laughs> the attitude behind right. the idea that you would kick somebody feels like something that was permeating through Herbert Myers Jaguar. No, bro, but why do we laugh at that? This, we're to think this because is the, the first idea time is absurd. The first time he kicked somebody, he probably kicked somebody the, in the last. No, the idea years. is absurd. That's why, because it's a grown man walking up to another grown man and kicking him, and and the idea that that other man 
is also a kicker. Just makes it's it great. that much more. It it's it's actually like it's one of those things that you shouldn't really laugh at this because it's like I would feel terrible if somebody came up to me at my job and kicked me. But you have to admit it's objective. Yeah, wait a second. Now I now all of a sudden I'm getting upset about it. If we're if we're allowed to get back and talk about stuff that happened in August of 2021, then I'm entitled to get get in the way back machine too. My current employer threw a cold cut and hit me in the face with it one time. One time he took a taser and he on purpose put it on me. He tased me. It wasn't a power uh, position from a position of power. You were probably uh, status wise ahead of me at that point. Yeah, I I think so. But wait a minute. But Urban, uh, I I just think he must have thought uh, this has happened. He, He didn't think he was at his climax of power that he could start kicking people. This has happened for many, many years, yes. whether it comes out or not. It, it yeah, like, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, like, like actually, I can't say definitively that, you know, he, he ran this kick thing back mm-hmm. a few times. But this idea that he's like, yeah, the idea that Urban Meyer is belittling to his players and berates his mm-hmm. players and maybe maybe he treats his players like less than, uh, than less than you would expect to treat your average fellow man. Yeah, I think it's par for the course. I don't think you have to look too far at Ohio State or just even in his Ohio State right. treatment of people who weren't in the football program who were affected by the sure. football program, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's why he's unhirable. The only place he could have went to was the NFL. Do you think are, he, are like, he instructed Aaron Hernandez to murder? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, everything's you ever want to do, you should talk to somebody about doing a 30 for 30 on that football team, the 2007-8 Florida, uh, Florida Gator. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Tim Tebow was praying all of that away, right? Check, oh, it oh, wait, is kind mind. of the tow truck towing the tow truck thing with the kicker, k- kicking the kick. I don't know if you made that uh, connection yet, but it kind of is. <laughs> I didn't the make the connection. Yeah. That is a good one. That is fun. Um, uh, yeah. We had a good one. We had a, we, we had a really, uh, oh, yes. I told my daughter, I took a picture of her while she was eating a piece of cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, I told her to say cheese when I took her picture. Oh, nice. A piece of cheese in her mouth. I, 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 because I'm a, a it's right up I, I had to squeeze that one in there. To, to, your, to your thing, I think uh, if we had to place bets, his next job, now it might be no job, but I would say college football coach is minus 360 network talking head plus 280. I, I think a oh. network would be uh, less inclined to hire him. Than a, than oh, we're freshly a divorced and on really? one of those uh, one of those old people uh, dating apps. I think that's <laughs> right. I think that's, that's his next. I think that's his next landing spot. Well, Martin, there's only a few networks. There's a thousand. Urban Meyer is going to be sitting next him. to Bob Stoops in 24 months nah. on whatever that thing is I called. I just think it's too much of a know. bad look. I like I said uh, on minus three. Mm. Babe, the Ten gone. Commandments aren't crimes necessarily. Some are crimes, some are not. There's right. just some some moral kind of like that's creepy stuff. I don't think anybody wants to wants them on their set with a camera pointed at him. Well, yes, he's I, our representative. Well, 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 I mean, what exactly did I mean outside of? I mean, I don't think the bar thing is that big of a. I don't think is that. I don't think that necessarily gets you now. If the bar. I think actually the fact that there was video of what happened at the bar probably helped Urban out a little bit because you just come out with that story. Yeah, uh, I think the, the locker the room went over the locker room yeah. there. Well, let, let's but, put it uh, this way: he's getting a job before Gruden. Oh yeah. All right. So it's not. Okay. It's not. He's, he's somewhere in the. You know. But I got, what did Urban Meyer do as a, as the head coach of the Jacksonville you Jaguars? You just were going in- on and on about the humanity mm-hmm. of kicking somebody. What do you thought? <laughs> well, you that mean? would invalidate him. That would invalidate him from commenting on college football that he hadn't already done before he got the job. 
Everything that he had done that would have gotten him unhired to talk about college football, he had already did before he started working for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know. Babyface, jump in here. What What do you think everybody's got this wrong? Yeah, they've got this wrong. I mean, he's going to be uh, the next senator or governor of Ohio. He's beloved in Ohio. He's going to talk about how America has gone soft. He is absolutely hireable, and he will be hireable by the state of Ohio this time as a politician. Oh, I, for, for, I forgot about politics, of course. Slot him right that in now. That makes sense. Yeah, that I mean, makes sense. If this well, was let me flow September, one he, could, he could win a November election for sure. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think about him going to Nick Saban's school of uh, assistant reform coaches and going to be an assistant at Alabama like every other fired head coach? I don't think he'd take it. Uh, this guy who's going around kicking people has a higher opinion of himself than taking an assistant job, I think. I, I think he would take a job at one of the Floridas that nobody cares about. Not not UCF, but South Florida. One, one of those. Maybe one of like those that'll teams. be yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we now we spoke about we have two more things to get through. The pup of the week. I'm not sure that these exist. I, I don't know if you got you have any takers here. I'm going the Seahawks over the Rams. Lots of COVID on that Rams team. Short week. Still celebrating that Monday game. I get it. Uh, Lockett is out. It's hard to keep up with who the hell's out. Penny had a good game. It's kind of revitalized this running game for Seattle. Seattle owes them. I don't think they got them dead to rights. They played that Thursday night game. Remember, they kept it close with Geno Smith. I think they'll keep it close. I'll pick them as my pup of the week to pull off the upset. What am I getting in that number there? Uh, Plus 176 over the Rams. Sheck, what do you like? Man, there I, I actually think there are some juicy ones out mm. there. The Saints give the Bucks a game in this mini era once again. The Saints tend to play well, great. Dave, before you get well. started, I don't know if you saw it. Like 10 minutes ago, Sean Payton is out with COVID. Is that true? Oh, really? I didn't make it up. I promise you. I mean, you could you could make it up and still be right. <laughs> <laughs> right at this point. Yeah. I, I really want to take the Browns as a home dog there in the dog pound. It seems mm-hmm. perfect. I'm not going to do that one, though. The Texans are tempting. I do think that they're going to play liberated the Jags and win that game. So I will stay away from then. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears plus 190 mm. for whatever reason. They, they haven't completely fallen apart when they had every right to around the naggy stuff. They're hanging in there. You know, they, they gave the Packers a game for a minute there. They've shown up more often than not in these last six weeks. I, I like them at home to take care of uh, one of their division foes straight up, even though they're catching five and a half at home. I'll tell you what, I think Justin Fields is the most improved quarterback over the last month. I enjoy. I, I feel like he's figured out the angles when he's rolling right. He's as good as, I don't know, maybe half the league, maybe a little less as a quarterback. Uh, that's not bad against a, a slap-happy Vikings team. Not terrible. All right, Martin. I mean, keep in yeah, mind, too, about- Dalvin Cook, we'd be like, well, his shoulder's really bad. He didn't get touched last week, so right. now we'll see <laughs> yeah. what he does when, when a human being runs it's gonna into It's going to be cold out there. Yeah, sure. All right, Mark. Uh, the other thing about Justin Fields too, he's real, real world fast. Like when he's yeah. when he's when he gets a when he gets a better real world San Francisco to... or real world uh, <laughs> Miami or no oh, that LA. Season. It's funny that you mentioned the real world San Francisco because my pup of the week Puck. is playing in San Francisco <laughs> or Santa Clara or whatever. The Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. are going to go into Levi oh, Stadium man. and beat. The San Francisco 49ers. People have been telling me 49ers are a playoff team. They're not. They will not be. 
Wow. So, oh, oh, they're going to the playoffs, Marty. They're, they're, you might be right about the Falcons. I kind of agree with you that that's too many points. It's not going to take much them. to get them in the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to the playoffs. They're uh, seven and six. Let me take that. Let me look at that number. Yeah, they're minus, they're minus three seventy. Yeah, they have about the same odds as the Chargers. Obviously, different conference, but about the same odds to make the playoffs. Minus three seventy. Interesting. Uh, well, Atlanta hasn't screwed me in like three weeks, which is an eternity. Um, so. Yeah, I'm I'm staying away from the 49ers oh, on a. So a I'll tell you this. They, all right, the 49ers will make the playoffs, but now they got these added 17 games mm-hmm. or extra games and extra playoff teams and all this. The 49ers don't feel like a playoff team when I'm the, the growing up watching football. Like this team looks like a playoff team. This team doesn't look like a playoff team. I know that analytics that doesn't have anything to do with. It. I don't know. I can't mathematically tell you why the 49ers don't feel like a team. That hmm. should be in the playoffs when it's all said. I don't know, Even man. if the, their record has. We, we watched that game. You, I know you were anti-49ers. You were at my house. You were rooting for the Bengals. But <laughs> Debo and Kittle are as scary a non-quarterback you know, threat as, as anybody, I think, right now. Am I, am I wrong, Shaq? I don't know. No, I, I mean, true. I don't like any team that has to run the gauntlet that will be presented to any uh, road team in the, on the NFC side. Mm-hmm. So I don't I'm not. Hench said great value and he's right. I think he said plus seventeen hundred or something like that for the Niners. Or would be, yeah, to win be the conference, to yep. win the conference. But either way, yeah, I, 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 you know, they were not great coming out of the gate is their problem. It's funny that that's your takeaway, Marty. I, I mean, I have my questions about Jimmy G, of course, but I mean, if if the Niners don't look like a playoff team, wait until you get a load of the teams that are vying for that seventh seed in the NFC. Sheesh. Yeah. They stink. I don't know what's going to be. All right, let's do it. We've talked about this for two weeks. It's Utah State. It's Oregon State. I had forgotten about that. TJ Hushmanzada will be in our suite, so we can't even if we bet Utah State, which I am. I'm doing it, guys. I'm taking the seven points. 67 is the over-under. I like that Logan Bonner quarterback. He had four touchdowns in that um, championship game, which they destroyed San Diego State. They crushed them. Um, nice, you know, rags to riches story. Had one win last year. They win their conference. Avery Roberts for Oregon State is out. One of the best tacklers in the nation is out for Oregon State. Utah State 6-1 and one against the spread in the last seven overall. I like this. I like this Utah State mm. team. I'm going to take the points. Of course, I told you earlier, Harry mushed the over, so we can't do that. It would be nice to just sit there and root for points, but we can't do that. I'm going to quietly root for Utah State plus seven with TJ next to me. Martin, what do you like? Uh, I like my life and limb, my current <laughs> job employment status. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard TJ Usman's out of talk about things that he dislikes, like officials uh-huh. or like you know bad play calls. He gets very uh, more aggressive than you would intend. You know, more like I, I'm not yeah. the one who, who who didn't call pass interference, TJ, and it, it kind of feels like it comes through. Every so often, they'll talk about that way about Damashek too. I don't know what that's what? about. But no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. no. But I'm going. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do a dance State. every Aggie field goal. I'm, I'm going to be. We'll be. We'll be. Uh, the truth is, I'm probably watching the Colts Patriots game on the, on the TV. But uh, all right, so you're taking or you're laying the points. Yes. Okay. Shaq? I'm taking the beeves. Bowl Mm. game season, and I know we talk about it uh, all year, and uh, Dave bellyaches in favor of these these plucky non-Power 5 teams, but uh, this level, like Oregon State is not the best in the Pac-12 versus the best of uh, these uh, out-to-sea teams like Utah State, but 
is Oregon State incented to show up for this game? Are they kind of like, eh, our season's a little bit of a disappointment that we're playing Utah State here, and so they they aren't passionate, whereas Utah State is. I'm taking the beeves. I'm and for fun's sake, I'm taking the over as well. All right. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. It's, it's going to be great fun. fun. We're all yes. together, and probably the last time um, you'll be out in a social setting in a long, long time. So keep that in mind. God damn it. What is going on? Jimmy Kimmel, L.A. Bull. Uh, congratulations. Oh, do we have those names of the fans that won the tickets? I, I did trivia questions. Sheck, you got one eventually after about 10 or 12 guesses. Eric Hipple was the quarterback, the Utah State alum who – led the NFL in completion percentage in 1986. And Randy Couture was an assistant wrestling coach, UFC Hall of Famer for uh, for Oregon State. Uh, Dan O and Jimmy Dwyer win tickets. They'll be sitting together. They don't know each other, but they, uh, they don't know it yet. They're sitting next to each other. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Check that out. Extrapoints.com slash arcade. You could do our free-to-play game. Jimmy Kimmel will sign a baseball for you if you win just go six or seven out of ten you'll win that right there you guys excited labowlgame.com tickets start at 32 dollars. sponsored by stiefel check now, okay there is there is one important yeah. thing that eddie and i ha- have discussed mm-hmm. uh for some reason you 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 put a uh, an incredibly uh res- responsible thing on me on my shoulders which i don't know why you would have done and that was distributing the tickets mm-hmm. to everyone right and it's a mobile transfer there are about uh, 18 people so only one staff member has not figured out how to oh this is actually a thing i thought you were just making a joke no no and eddie and i are very concerned that by kickoff tomorrow this one person on the staff will not have figured and it's it out. not harry it is not Harry. I'll what? figure it out. I don't know what you're even talking about. I'll figure it out. What, what, what do I have to do? Just go on my cell phone and hit boopity boop and blobbity blop. And I yeah, see, he's got it. I don't know. Sure. Apparently, you had 48 hours to accept it or else I'm going to have to send it again. So. Oh, is that true? All right. I'll try to do it. You better try. <laughs> we should have tried this an hour ago. What are you going to say, Martin? <laughs> I was just about to say, as, as much uh, as much uh, hand-wringing I had to do with TJ about getting these tickets, I was just positive it was going to be him that hadn't accepted it. So congratulations. Yeah. You are literally the last person to go ahead and accept the invitations to the holiday Christmas party. I got that shit in my Apple wallet. I get I get nervous about this stuff. Uh, yeah, I got it going. All right. So there you go. The Attention to the detail has never been my thing. <laughs> Check minus three. We could hear Hours and hours of attention to detail, right? It's oh, you my Kevin God. I, I Listen, I just want to say, we try to keep it nice and lean. This really one's long do, for us, too. Jimmy, Jimmy went long. This is probably our long. I, I would say this is one of our best podcasts, though. Go ahead. I don't. What, what are you going to do? You know, Hench then gives the other side of the coin, and he says, why were, Why are people clicking into the podcast if they don't want to hear our thoughts about stuff? That's right. So, so that lets me off the hook and you lets get it me blabber now. even further. But yeah. anyhow. Um, yeah, I, uh, among all our games and our thoughts on herb and everything else, we, um, I, I impromptu threw at spaghetti and hench, who's one of the great uh, sports trivia people on the planet earth. I threw some questions, some historical stuff at them mm-hmm. and hench ran the table. I encourage you, Nate demand. If you consider yourself really? to be good at sports trivia, challenge yourself at the 17 minute mark. See if you can match hench. Um, name for name as he as we uh, as we okay. do this little game there it was kind of fun. I gotta listen today. All right, Martin Lemon Pepper Parlay doing up you and TJ. 
Yeah, me and TJ, Sal, first about 12 weeks of Lemon Pepper, me and TJ, were we were just singing the same song, yeah. parking our cars in the same garage, to borrow one of my good friend's phrases. And I mean, but since then, all we do is argue. All we do is disagree. I like it. We've, we've, we've had like two agreements in the last three weeks, and then I'm going for I'm going for another this week. That's all I know. Good, good, good. I, I want an all-out brawl in the suite in front of his kid. He's bringing his children, too, so that'll be fun. Continue. Don't, don't stop it there, <laughs> in my account. Uh, against hey, the wait. odds. Yeah, oh, yeah, go so ahead. Today, go ahead. No, oh, okay. I want to I wanna throw one at games. you real quick. I want to uh, throw one at you real quick. Marty, okay. you go yeah. first, and then, Sal, you get to, mm. you get to go second here. Marty. Without looking it up, be a gentleman. Most block shots in NBA history. What player has the most block Career shots in NBA total? history? Yeah. Yeah, what player? What do you mean? With, no, <laughs> no I mean, block shots in a game, block yeah, shots in no. a, I don't know. Yeah, block shots uh, over the course of a career. Career. I'd say Wilt. Wilt, okay. So well, what are we doing? Uh, I, I, can I say who's 100th on the list? Or what are we doing? We're doing I went top to number ten? one. Oh, oh, with, oh with number the, one. Oh, yeah, so Wilt, number one. Wilt's not number one? I didn't know how many we're doing, like top 20? Or, no, number one. Yeah, no, number uh, one. Uh, Akeem, Marty is not uh, correct. I, Marty like, is not right. Akeem Olajuwon. Very nice. Good for you. The old yes. fellas are 2-0 and against the young fellas. Very underrated. Very, very underrated. I Still, agree with you. Even, Maybe even, the best of all time. Maybe yeah. the best center ever. Terrific. Terrific player. All right, against all odds, check out Megan, Fun of Sports. That's good. Covered in glorious soccer podcast we got with... Uh, Toby and Brent, although I don't know, I think EPL shut down except for maybe one game. Check that out. Waiver Wired with Jen Piacenti and Eddie Spaghetti. And that's uh, that's it, I think. Right. We could we can call this uh, lots of fun. We'll see you tomorrow at the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. And a reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 